From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily Weekend Update. My name is Matthew Diemer, and today is Sunday, April 17th, 2022. The time is 11.52 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time, and Happy Easter, Happy Passover, Happy Ramadan to everyone who is listening. Let's first get into some crypto prices. We have Bitcoin sitting at $40,467, up 0.8% in 24. Ethereum is at $3,074, up 1.8% in 24. They're both still down, about 5.5% in 7. Tether's number 3, and Binance Coin is at 417, up 1%, and USDC is number 5. So, running off the top 10, we have XRP, Solana, Cardano, Luna, and Avalanche. All of them are up in 24 hours, but all down in seven days. The total market cap, we're at 1.89 trillion. We have a BTC dominance of 40.7, and we have an F dominance of 19.6. And so before I go into the headlines today, I got some emails from listeners, and I'm going to read those to you right now. First, Seth wrote in and Seth said, Matthew, I don't want to go all conspiracy theory on you, and then proceeds to go all conspiracy theory on me. (laughs) Thanks, Seth, for the warning, though. But I find it strange that we had a couple, at least a couple, frivolous lawsuits lately. And this is from memory, so perhaps I'm wrong. But I find it odd that people who are getting burned trading shitcoins are now suing exchanges. There is a recent Uniswap lawsuit with a lady that lost 10K trading shitcoins. Couple this with Janet Yellen's about face, everything seems kind of strangely timed. Almost seems like the government might be having two faces. The first face, the front-facing face, let's not crush this industry. The second face, let's not crush some of the industry. Seems like the waters are being tested with these suits, and it sucks. Hmm, interesting. If a person can't figure out what a shitcoin is, they shouldn't be trading crypto. Sorry for the crazy vents, Seth. No worries, Seth. Thank you for writing in. What do you think about what Seth said? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Next. Hello, Matthew. I thoroughly enjoyed your Friday 4.15 Decrypts podcast. I'm only a semi-frequent listener, but hey, I'm from Ohio, so there's that. I'm yelling because I need to voice my opinion about the travesty, which an individual's rights are violated in the locked until finished feature of the European market clothes dryers, at least in the UK. I mean, what? I find this no doubt safety in air quotes related feature to be 100% unwanted, undesirable, and unacceptable. Why? I often open my clothes dryer for reasons you noted on the podcast. Things like checking how dry my clothes are, and then sometimes adding drying time to the cycle. Removing a particular piece or pieces of clothing to put on a hanger to prevent wrinkling. Adding clothes to the dryer, which I do and sometimes to remove wrinkles. And there's many more reasons. This is somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but (laughs) I want freedom for myself and my clothes dryer. Thanks for the great podcast, Steve. Steve, I could not agree with you more about the rights violations in the UK with the lock on their clothes dryer, the inability for an individual to be able to open up the dryer, no matter what part of the cycle it is in, to add or remove clothes is just, honestly, it's a, it's a, it's a huge violation. And people in the UK, if you're listening to this, I hope that you protest. Take to the streets. <laughs> Do not let this go on any further. And if my UK listeners have any comments on that, please send me an email, matthewearn at decrypt.co. Now to today's headlines. A group of Monero enthusiasts, apparently are fed up with centralized exchanges, had said on social media that it's planning a Monero bank run on April 18th. This so-called Monero run on the 8th anniversary of the coin's launch 
His reaction to the what community members see is a lack of transparency over Monero, including allegations that central exchanges are suspending Monero withdrawals and misrepresenting reserves. A Reddit post on Thursday detailed the plan. We are withdrawing XMR, which is Monero, XMR from exchanges. A person called Baudi Browdy Antarchist wrote on our cryptocurrency subreddit. Any exchange that hasn't disabled withdrawals, which many of them have done already, we're pulling our funds. That post as of Saturday has been upvoted more than 2,200 times. What a better way to celebrate the birth of true digital cash than to coordinate a centralized exchange Monero bank run, tweeted Doug Tuman, a Monero advocate. Earlier this week, the NBA officially launched a new Twitter feed called NBA XNFT, where the league plans to showcase all things intersecting basketball and Web3, including NFTs, gaming, and the metaverse. As part of this initiative, the NBA has established a Discord server, which already has 30,000 members. And this afternoon, it announced plans to release Ethereum NFTs tied to the current playoff season, which begins today. Tornado Cash is a coin mixing tool for the Ethereum blockchain. You guys should know Tornado Cash because every time somebody hacks something and steals something, they go to the service to try to hide the tracks. Well, they said today that it uses a tool from a blockchain tracking firm, Chainalysis, to prevent addresses sanctioned by the U.S. government from using the privacy app. The firm wrote this, in quote, Maintaining financial privacy is essential to preserving our freedom. However, it should not come at the cost of noncompliance. And this is a very silly statement, in my opinion, if you disagree with what I'm about to say here. Matthew Arnett, Decrypt.co. It reminds me of, and I think I've said this multiple times on the show, um, it reminds me of the, the Andreas Antonopoulos statement when I was in F. Denver. I was listening to one of his speeches. And he said that there's a difference between being unwilling to do something and unable to do something. And please try to make that distinction. If you are unwilling to do something, that means you could be able to do something and you can be forced to do something. You can be forced to capitulate in one way or shape or form. But like he was comparing this to the Bitcoin network, you're unable to change it. You're unable to shut it down. We don't know who the creator, the CEO is, for example. And so it just kind of lives out there. You could try to 51% attack it, but that's almost impossible to get 51% of the hash rate when you have such a large hash rate right now. It'd be super expensive and just it's prohibitive. Not even a government can do it right now. You'd have to shut down like all the internet, which is not going to happen. Or you'd have to turn off all the miners, <laughs> which is not going to happen. Or commandeer all the miners, which is not going to happen. So basically, Bitcoin is unable to be changed. You're unable to manipulate it. But being unwilling to do something, say if you have a CEO or, or what have you, then you just are, can put pressure on the CEO to do whatever you want to do. And this is one of those things that I think is kind of interesting. It's like Tornado Cash is a mixing service to have your privacy, right? And they said that they are tracking different addresses that are sanctioned by the U.S. means now they have opened it up to say that we are able to do something. And now all they have to do is have a little pressure and they'll always be able to do something. So in my opinion, now Tornado Cash is dead. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Movie theater chain AMC now accepts Dogecoin and SHIB payments via its mobile app. AMC also accepts Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other coins, and launched its own NFTs. And finally, law professor Michael Barr, a former advisor to Ripple, is President Biden's choice to become the next vice chair for supervision of the Federal Reserve. And this is according to an announcement from the White House. So it's pretty official. In the position, which was created in 2010 as part of the Dodd-Frank Act, Barr would be responsible for developing policy recommendations regarding the supervision and regulation of banks for the Fed's board. This isn't the first time that Barr's name has been floated for a post in the Biden administration. In January, Barr was also said to be replacing Brian Brooks as the comptroller of the currency. And that's the news today. This is your weekend update. I'll be back tomorrow. And until then, 
Happy Easter, Passover, Ramadan, whatever you celebrate, and happy hodling.